In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here today with Robin Boyd, who is filling in for Tina Gonzalez. Robin, how are you today? I'm great, Sandra. How about you? Really good, really good. Did you have a good Halloween? Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) We we don't, uh, my kids are all grown, but they still have parties and they still have fun. You know what's kind of funny? My daughter, as you know, is a makeup artist, and she did a wedding party this weekend. (laughs) <laughs> and it was a zombie wedding of all things. You remember, the, uh, I, I shared a picture. Yeah, you had sent me a picture of that. Yeah. We should post that up on Military Mom Talk Radio because that was just an amazing zombie. Head. That was that was the prototype for what the bride wanted, and the whole wedding was goth, and everybody was was deadly looking. You know, the, the gray skin or the peeling skins or the and uh, the slashed skin. I, I mean, it, totally different, different. Um, uh, really fun. She said the wedding was hilarious it just was great and um everybody had a blast and she got all kinds of pictures so <laughs> yeah well we'll have to post them up on, on military oh. mom talk radio because i just think you know weddings like that they're so much fun they're so much fun but you know honestly everybody needs to be in on it well, if they're yeah. going to do something like this because one time i got invited to san francisco um up in the wine region you know to go to a wedding and i was yeah. all excited you know i flew up there and you know the Napa Valley and I rented a car and bought a beautiful dress beautiful jewelry got my hair and makeup done and then a convertible so I had my 50 scarf to keep my hair all good <laughs> and I got there and I was by myself and it was a redwood grove <gasps> and um, the bride was barefoot and I'm clomping around in my high-heeled shoes and my designer dress with my yeah. hair and my makeup, and it was a hippie wedding. I mean, there was no other way to describe it. The groom wore a kilt oh, and was oh, barefoot, cool. and yeah. I was mortified. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, I, at one point, I didn't even say, hi, my name is Sandra. I just said, <laughs> no, I didn't know. Because <laughs> there were people in jeans, you know, flip-flops, and, and here I come. 
You just have to assume that 90% of those people you're never going to see again. Yeah, they're like, no, do you remember that? Yeah, but I'm sure I live in infamy. I'll just remember that girl who didn't have a name who just said, no, I didn't know. That's my name. No, I didn't know. Oh, gosh. Well, these these folks, I guess, were all in on it because everybody was all either goth or or some kind of zombie. And it was a small wedding, but the whole... um, the whole place was all decked out in in dark and purples and blacks with with cobwebs and and red things all over the place. So I guess it was just a fun party. And was isn't that what it should be, huh? Well, you know, it's right. It should be up to the bride and groom. And like yeah. when I see people get married, like at stadiums or you know on aircraft carriers or you know jumping out of airplanes. I mean, it's just such a celebration of yeah. joy between two people. And you know, I just say anything goes. That's right. We did. Uh, we attended something once that was fun, and it was down by a river. They had a little chamber orchestra down by a river and a buffet down there, and they took off in um, a little. Uh, plane with pontoons, and that, that's how they took off for their um, their honeymoon. <laughs> that is so great. Yeah. It's so great. Really and I love fun. that, you know, we, we live in a country where our freedoms are being fought for and protected, you know, by our service people so that we can have a choice. You know, and I yeah. I have, a, you know, interesting enough in my Boy Scout troop, I have, um, I have one of the moms who was uh, arranged marriage, and she's from Taiwan, and she's currently now married to an American living here, an American of her choice, not the arranged marriage. And then the other woman uh, who's in my Boy Scout troop is uh, from Iran, and, you know, obviously they don't have the same freedoms in marriage that we yeah. have over here, the freedom of choice, the freedom to express ourselves. And mm-hmm. so I just think it's great that we can thank our service people, men and women out there picking up the tab for our freedom as they fight to keep our freedoms and um you know it really comes to light when we think of a goth wedding or sure. you know a hippie wedding in the woods and you know to be able to choose and marry is an amazing freedom and that sure is and how wonderful for your uh boys in your troop to be having this kind of cultural introduction for them to have that um that ability to to meet other people from different lands like that. I think that's that's part of what's wonderful about scouting. I really do think so. It is, it is. And it's you know, one of our scouts, his family is deployed to Okinawa right now and so mm. you know, he can Skype in and, you know, he's he's part of the Boy Scout troop over here, but he was originally part of our, our Boy Scout troop and so, you know, we got a globe out and we look where, you know, one kid's family's from, we look up Iran, we look up um Taiwan and now we look up, you know, Japan, we look up Okinawa and it's it's just such an amazing world we live in now that through technology and through um the ability that scouting can become global this way sure is and just the fact that you can stay in touch with a service member whereas oh boy years ago you'd have wait by the mailbox every day hoping that that one letter might come and now it's wonderful that for the most part i'm sure that some of them can't communicate but for the most part it's just wonderful that at least they're able to email um i was emailing someone who had been over in afghanistan and i said you know what are you doing today he says well i have a slow morning this morning so i thought i'd check my email <laughs> isn't that amazing yeah. you know it's just so I'm funny blown away. 
It's so funny. I have an army friend. Uh, he's an army psychologist over there, and sometimes you know he'd be emailing me pictures, and here he is, you know, at the market in the bazaar. You know, what I'm yeah. You know, only in this day and age could we be fighting a war over there and like, hey, look at me, mom. Here I am with a goat. That's it. That's <laughs> it. It also has to present a dilemma, though, in that I remember. Um, when guys went over it, and they were gone for a, a year or so, and they were in that mindset. And now it's more difficult, I would think, because they'll be gone on a mission or, or be deployed for, say, six weeks, and then they're back home. And they might be home for three weeks, and then they might get sent out again. And I just can't imagine how that stress is on a soldier to be able to kind of get back into civilization and then back into your mission and then back home again holding kids and whatnot, that's going to be quite a challenge. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because I know when my husband was over there, there was just one thing on his mind, and he wasn't thinking about home. He wasn't thinking about family. He was over there doing what he had to do. Right, he was and, doing his job. Yep. And then when you come home, there's that, reintegration period, which is difficult, I think, for anyone, um, and then having to go back again so rapidly, I would think, would be so hard. Wow, I just I hold the highest regard for these folks for doing all of that. It is. It's an amazing thing. It's just, um, you know, and w what was interesting this year, though, that I found, you know, I went to the elementary school and uh, went to their costume parade, and then I went to a couple other events where a lot of kids were present, and I was really surprised that, you know, this year was the first year I didn't see a lot of kids dressed up in military gear. Really? Yeah, I was really surprised. Usually, you know, there's lots of little soldiers running around yeah, and the Marines. Yeah. And, and um, you know, this year it was kind of all about Iron Man. It was all about, um, you know, Indiana Jones. There were a lot of Indiana Jones. Did you have kids come to your door? We did. We had, um, I, I don't have a large neighborhood, so I only had a few groups. I had um, I had Lady Gaga come. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of, um, oh, I had a whole cowboy crew. Come. That was we had a lot of cowboys too. Yeah, and you know Carrie, our producer in Texas, she was like Harry Potter was popular this year, and she's right. Yeah, I remember seeing a lot of Harry Potters. Yep. I, I wonder if because Toy Story, um, maybe that's why there was a, quite a few cowboys. I don't know because to, it wasn't the, the guy, and I can't think of his little name right now. But wasn't he dressed up on a cowboy thing at some point? But anyway, yeah, Woody. Woody. Woody the there cowboy. you go. Yeah, yeah we love yeah. Woody. We have a Woody that that we run around with and. And so he's cute. much loved in our house, but I kind of want to see this 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 next one coming out. I think it's going to be cute. Oh what, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. What were your boys dressed up? I saw them decorating a pumpkin, but I didn't see their costume. Yeah, Zach was um, Zach went as Diego, and um, he really wanted to go as Dora, but he's four, and um, <laughs> we <laughs> kind of have to put the play the gender card at some point and go. Yeah, no, yeah. honey, you cannot yeah. be Dora, but he does love Dora, and so you know he acquiesced to become. Um, Diego, under protest, might I add. Aww. And then uh, my other son was Indiana Jones. And i got to tell you, as a costume goes, that one was pretty easy, you know, because it's like Indy just needs, a, you know, like a pair of tan pants and a yeah, really? jacket, you know, a leather jacket, which most kids have anyway. And yeah. then he just needed the hat and the whip. I mean, the whip, i got to tell you, the whip was <laughs> taken away on more than one occasion. I'm like, do not whip your brother. 
but my word. <laughs> all in all, and you know what was interesting too, and you know we're going to go to break in about a minute, but yeah. there were quite a few people that gave out toys this year, little toys, and then a lot of people that gave quarters, like money, and I was you really know, interested. You know, I've done I that in the past. Pardon me? I have. I've done that in the past. Yeah, I mean, it was really a great idea, and mm-hmm. it's so so perfect, you know, because, you know, the guest we have on today, um, her name is June Walbert, and she's from USAA, um, the, you know, mega huge insurance banking uh, company, and she's a certified financial planner. She also happens to be an Army lieutenant in the uh, reserves, mm-hmm. and she's a single mom, so it's really, it's really great that we have her on today, and that, you know, kids, when they get money, you know, what do we teach our kids? about managing money. I haven't taught them anything, but so I'm hoping to learn something. I'm sure we, and this is the time to start. This, just being able to, well, we kind of focus a lot on that in Girl Scouting, I have to say. Um, we do goal setting every year with a troop, and what part of their thing is is to get ready for uh, planning, whether it's money or activities or whatever. So Great. Well, this is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd on Military Mom Talk Radio. We will catch you after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Vision Onward is a mission. Vision Onward is passion. Vision Onward is compassion. It's God's power being shown in the world today with the guidance of the Holy Spirit through Jeff Holly and his family. And now, it's here on TogiNet, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central. Vision Onward began over three years ago when Jeff and his family felt that after sitting in a church for years, they had come to a place in their faith where they were tired of sitting around and talking about their faith. They actually wanted to do something about it. So they decided to use their time, treasures, and talents that God had blessed them with to help those who have, by no choice of their own, been born into a world of poverty. So they walked away from the American dream, which they realize is actually a nightmare, so they can help others find hope in what seems to be a hopeless world. For more on Vision Onward, go to visiononward.org. This is truly a God-led adventure of the heart and humanity, making a difference for Christ. It's Vision Onward with Jeff Holly, Monday evenings at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells, Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So, how did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. 
Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. Hi, Military Moms. We want to wish everybody a happy belated Halloween and hope that you guys had great fun wherever you are in the world, even if you just ate some candy. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Robin Boyd, who's filling in for Tina Gonzalez. My name is Sandra Beck, and we have joining us today June Walbert. June, are you on the line? Hello. Good afternoon. Hey, June. Welcome to uh, Military Mom Talk Radio. Hi, June. Yeah, my pleasure to be here. It's so nice to have you here today, and you know, I I really enjoyed speaking with you earlier today, and um, you know, to find out that you're among many successful things, a single mom, military, you know, certified financial planner, I just got to take my hat off to you, because I just think, you know, even before we get out of the box, you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you did say when you were uh, you were introing me before the break that I was a lieutenant. I would oh, be the I... oldest lieutenant on the planet. Oh, <laughs> what did I say? I was <laughs> lieutenant colonel in the Army Reserve. Yeah. Lieutenant colonel. <laughs> yeah, we just forgot. You know, just busted you down like fifty ranks or something. Yeah, like I that, know. But... It's like oh, and I just got my re- you know I just you know got my uh, retirement twenty year letter. So I've locked in my pension. I've locked in health care in retirement. So life is good and I'm glad it's a, it's an 05 pension instead of an 01 or 02. <laughs> well, you know, you look so young. I would oh, never oh, have oh, believed. There you go. That's, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, well, so I apologize for that, but I am truly, truly glad that you are on the show today because we want to talk about money, and money is something that was really, it wasn't discussed in my household growing up Mm -hmm, until mm -hmm. I was a teenager, and Mm -hmm. we were, you know, kind of a small family in a farming community, so there was no, there weren't really a lot of stores, we weren't, we weren't shoppers, and we didn't have allowances, and so, you know, it was really only when I went off to college, you know, that I had to learn to manage my own money. Mm. How about you, Rob? Mm-hmm. I we had um, we did do a, a little bit of planning, not so much even as a family, but there again in in Girl Scouting, this was something that we planned right from the very beginning. And when I was in high school, we went to Mexico as a troop, so we had years of planning, financial planning, <laughs> to make sure that we had enough money and and all of that we we have a pretty good uh structure as far as when we have girls traveling mm-hmm. so i i benefited from that greatly yeah, you know, I was listening to the um, the conversation between you two uh, before I came on, and I loved that whole Girl Scout story. You know, I mean, whatever we have to do to help our kids understand that things cost money, mm-hmm. it takes work to make money, mm-hmm. and uh, and we don't want to spend it foolishly. So, so having a goal like going to Mexico in your yeah. case, Rob, when you were a little kid, and you know, and doing what you're doing for your Girl Scouts today is a wonderful way to go. You know, when I go around and I speak about making smart financial decisions, you know, often I'll get questions and, and so a question is often, so June, you know, you talk about money all the time and making smart financial decisions. What's your first memory about money? And I always say, I didn't have any. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the lack so, uh, of 
money is the memory, not the money, but lots right. of memory is the memory. Yeah, and so, you know, when I was little, you know, when I was a junior high um, cheerleader and high school cheerleader, I had to, you know, bake uh, those, you know, cookies and sell them for the highest price I could squeeze out of people so I could buy my uniforms. And, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So I started learning at that point in time, ooh, gee, you know, a dollar doesn't really go as far as we'd like for it to go. So it's yeah. important that we include our kids in financial uh, decisions and let them, you know, keep them in the loop. Let them let them know how much things cost. Well, and especially today, where you know stuff costs so much money. You know, it's like I look back to my pictures as a kid, and you know, and yes, we didn't have much, and we were very modest anyway. But you know, it's like when you look at a DS or you know some of these Wii games the kids want for Christmas, and it's like fifty bucks. I mean, that's a lot of money for parents, but it's a lot of money when you yeah. think of if a kid puts five things, like, you know, last year my son put five things down. I'm like, okay, Mr. Rockefeller, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're not getting the DS, the Wii, but, you know, to them they're just items on a Christmas list. I, I know, because they don't understand what it costs. I mean, you know, see, I understand wanting to play games and having a fun Christmas and, you know, and, and giving a lot to your kids and, you know, maybe perhaps giving them the Christmas that maybe you didn't have. As as an example, for some people, that's true. And, you know, but, but I think that that Wii game has to be shared between the kids. Absolutely. Yeah, with some Absolutely. sort of schedule worked out where, okay, you know, you guys can play, I don't know, how, I don't even know how to play Wii, so is it a two-game, two-person game or whatever it is, but, but you, you can play with the game these certain hours and your brother gets to play it in certain hours, you know, and this is, this is uh, you know, your Christmas gift. I hope well, you enjoy my it. sister, my sister, who's amazing, even though I, you know, we fight like cats and cats, but um, she does an amazing thing where she uses, she has like wee bucks. I mean, she doesn't really make them like dollars and stuff, but instead of giving her kids money, they earn time on the Wii. How cool is that? And it's like That's a great awesome. way to like, you know, because if somebody doesn't, you know, clear the table or do the dishes or do the things that they're supposed to do, they don't earn their wee time. And um, yeah. Tama needs her wee time, too. I love Guitar Hero. Yeah, I can get uh, into that, too. Really? See, I love to beat the kids because they're like, they come into my house, they're like 7 to 10 years old, and they're like, yeah, we rock. We're so cool. And then I just come out, and I'm like, all right, sit your fannies down. It's Mama's turn. Yeah. <laughs> but how cool is that for Mom to be playing, you know, on the same uh, uh, game that they are, you know? That's pretty well, cool. But that is a wonderful thing. You know, when you stop and think about the communication that you're having with your kids, yeah. I think that that's in and of itself so valuable, and it, whether it's playing with Legos or playing with a Wii, it's uh-huh. still together time. Right. Well, and it's funny, like as a single mom, you know, my kids go over to their dad's house and they have to deal with blended family issues and the girlfriend and, you know, kind of all these new people. And, you know, sometimes my sons are really vocal about telling me what's going on, but, and I don't like to pry, you know, because it's, it's that fine line, but um, it's really amazing when we sit down and we'll play Wii, we do Madagascar racing, which is, or speed racer racing, which is super fun. And we'll be sitting on the floor, the three of us, racing. And then, you know, one or both of my sons will start talking about what's on their mind. Because even though we're focused doing on something else, I think it takes mm-hmm. that intensity out. Yes. You know, the intensity out of the communication. And, and um, you know, and so how do you bring up, like, how would you, June, how would you bring up the concept of money? You know, I have a three- and a seven-year-old, and, you know, listeners may have kids the same age or, you know, have teenagers. How do you, like, where do you even start? 
Yeah, well, that's a great question. Well, you were saying earlier that, you know, you had no financial experience until you left for college, and then, boom, it was sink or swim. And uh, and that's precisely what we want to avoid. So we want to incrementally, um, over time, help um, um, familiarize our kids with the concept of money first, so the three-year-old and the six-year-old, and then, and then give them some money to manage, and then ultimately, you know, they'll, they'll have this accumulation of skills. So, three-year-old, not going to understand much, right? Except that, you know, they can understand uh, you can have one thing or you can have nothing or you can have two things. Um, and, uh, you know, that is a, is a start. But when they're about, I think, about six or seven or eight years old, they start understanding, oh, you know, money really isn't, you know, growing on trees in our backyard. You know, that's, that's something altogether different like leaves, not money. And uh, that, and so then, you know, you start um, talking to them about allowance. So, like, you know, the we allowance. I think that that's a very cool idea. You know, you do you do the dishes, you do some extra chores, and you get your allowance. But I mean, you get your your allowed time on the we. But allowance provides you an opportunity to help kids understand what things cost. I mean, these kids of ours can wipe out our wallets in a hurry, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the money's gone. So if you give them some money for some of the things that they need to buy and maybe some of the things that they want to buy, they understand how far or not that money goes toward what they want. And so a rule of thumb, for some people, this is too much allowance. For others, it's not really quite enough. But, uh, but you, can, uh, you can think about, just as a rule of thumb, giving your child a dollar per week for the age they are. So six years old, six bucks a week. So that's 12, that's $24 a month. And uh, so you can do that or you can do a little less or you can do more depending on where you live and what kind of activities you guys participate in. Uh, but then, you know, you start having expectations for how they spend some of that money. You might say, okay, you know, I'm going to bump you up from a dollar uh, for each year you are old to a dollar and a quarter, but that other quarter, you got to save it. And so you can start them on the concept of saving money and also uh, being perhaps even charitable with some of the money that they get in their allowance. Well, that's true. I think, you know, we do tithing at our church, and, or at least I do, and, and um, you know, and the kids, um, you know, we do a lot of different uh, charity volunteer things, but I never thought about having them give up a little bit of their allowance to give either to a charity donation or to mm-hmm. the church, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, they start learning all kinds of values, the value of money, you know, the kind of values that we want our children to instill in themselves that's a reflection of us, the parent, as they get older. Uh, The younger you start, you know, making them think about those things, you know, whether it's tithing to the church, walking dogs at an animal shelter, recycling, you know, all of those things, the younger we start making those impressions on our children, the the richer the experience is and the better off they'll be ultimately because when when they grow up 
What do we want? We want them off our payroll, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We need to get them out of the nest, off the payroll. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, I am here. I am Sandra Beck. I'm here with my co-host, Robin Boyd. We have June Walbert, Lieutenant Colonel, then Certified Financial Planner, who's talking to us about money and some of the things that are age-appropriate ways to handle money and teach our kids about money. As she put it so eloquently, we want our babies to get out of the nest, and we don't want them to be still on the payroll or in the nest after um, college or after their 18th year, whatever you decide. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will be back after the break, and we will be talking about June's life and how she became where she is today. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning. That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. was sad, right. cause he had a death deal, mommy and dad, right. but that ain't the case, nope. it wasn't his fate, nope. the walks never struggled to communicate, ha. y'all wave your hands, look who's on, it's the Coda Man Keith and he's number one, it's that Keith Wine Show on Toginet.com, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 central, every week that Keith Wine Show will have guests that share their experiences, expertise, opinions, and personal lives with us, to hopefully help us better understand others, the topics and guests will come from the American Sign Language community, for more on Keith Wine and the show, go to his website, KeithWanWANN.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the Coda Man's on. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the Coda Man's on. Don't miss that Keith Wan Show. Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central on Toginet.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest in heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Courtesy. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck of Military Mom Talk Radio, and I am here with Robin Boyd, who's filling in for Tina Gonzalez today. Robin, how you doing? I'm great. How about you, Sandra? 
I am. This is such a great show because, you know, in some families and in some cultures, you know, talking about money can be taboo. Some moms these days, you know, I know my mom growing up, she had no idea what our family finances were. My dad controlled the purse. He controlled the money. And um, he just, uh, you know, he wasn't doing anything that wasn't what his family had done for generations. And, right, right. You know, so to teach our kids about money and to have a conversation about money, and we're just so lucky to have Lieutenant Colonel June Walbert here today. She's a certified financial planner. Uh, she's with USAA, and um, I'd like her. She's also got an amazing life, an amazing backstory. I'd like her to share that with us. June, are you with us? I am. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back to the segment. Thank you. <laughs> So how did you end up, my dear, as a lieutenant colonel and a certified financial planner and a single mom? Yeah. Uh, there's so, and there's so much more order, to the story. Right? <laughs> well, we got yeah. 15 minutes, so rock your, you know, rock my world. <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, I actually was in college. I, I started college a little bit later than what I had planned, and uh, you know how sometimes life throws us a few curveballs and, and delays what we intend to do, and, and so ultimately I, I went to college at the age of 22, and, and so I, um, I really didn't know what I uh, wanted to study necessarily. I started out in journalism and actually ended up finishing there, but I discovered ROTC when I was a freshman. And, uh, and that was in Oklahoma. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I lived there for quite some time, probably the longest I've lived anywhere, but traveled an awful lot. And, uh, so I got this, this newsletter from the administration saying, hey, we're offering a military science course at such and such time, and would you like to sign up? And so to me, military science was kind of like the missing link, you know, you study political science and, uh, our military has had so much influence on our political system. Now, what and does that you... mean? I'm going to interrupt you here. For mm-hmm. those of us listening today that don't have a clue as to what military science is, what, what does it, that mean? It is an ROTC course. See, I didn't know what it was either, so oh, okay. I was right there with you. Yeah, and so uh, it was just a, I knew it was going to be about the military, and I thought that would be interesting. And so unbeknownst to me at the time, it was entry-level ROTC. And uh, so, you know, as I said, political system dependent on military, our history, you know, we talked a lot about battles and this and that, but there was, you know, they, they, just, they just never really tied the two together. So I was looking forward to military science doing that for me. And I fell in love with it. It was like, oh, my goodness, that is so, so fun and so gratifying. And then, you know, I did the next semester, too, in military science, but still didn't know it was ROTC. <laughs> you'd, you'd think the cannon out front would be a real clue, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And uh, so, anyway, I uh, I ended up taking a couple of more semesters, and then, you know, time came that I had to make a decision whether or not I was going to commit to Uncle Sam, and I did. And, and I just completely, um, you know, loved it. It was my favorite part of college, and, and I've enjoyed it all along. And so what was what delayed my going to college was um, kind of an unintended early marriage after a um, after a terrible motorcycle accident, and and I was married. Wait a minute, just... can I clarify that that was an un? How did you put that? An unintended accidental marriage? 
<laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that <laughs> I didn't really terrible, funny. Like, marriage. And but but uh, just you know, like five months after I married, I had um, a child, and so um, that's how I became a single mom in ROTC and in the military. And talk about you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you really have to juggle, uh, you know, in order to, to, you know, meet the needs of all of your masters. And, uh, so I had a lot of help from family and that was, that was very, you know, that was very nice that, that Josh got to know, uh, his extended family well, you know, whenever I would go away for, for periods of time. But it, uh, you know, it's definitely a challenge. And I know that a lot of the, uh, the moms that are listening to us today are probably geographic bachelors. Because their, you know, their spouse is deployed right now, and you know, all of a sudden, you you are the only one that can get anything done. If the dry cleaning gets picked up, you pick it up. If the child gets fed, and we hope it does, you you know, (laughs) the child falls down, you pick them up. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And so then, all of a sudden, all of that's on your on your shoulders, and so it it can really be a challenge. But you know what? Uh, We are women. We can do it. You're right, you're right. Can we just say, too, about, like, today's show, I just want to buzz in. Where were you when I called you uh, to talk about today's show? (laughs) On my way out, headed to a doctor's appointment, and I turned right around and said, okay, here we go. I just want to say you are a go-to girl because there's not a lot of people. There was a series of technological, human, you know, whatever could have gone wrong with the planning of the show today went wrong, and I got to congratulate you for not only dropping everything and coming on the air but being prepared and and you know there's not a lot of people that would do that and i just i'm just gonna you know go down that aisle again of just going you're amazing (laughs) well thank you i'm telling you i'm always prepared to talk about money and making smart financial decisions so (laughs) tap me anytime last minute doesn't matter it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So that's amazing. And you are you are so successful, and you are so um, you have so much to offer our moms. Um, what are some things that if you could if you could teach our moms like three things that are very important in the raising of your children with regard to money, especially for somebody like me who's a fairly new mom. I've been only doing this you know seven years, so I'm not like one of those moms who's like, oh, I raised six kids. And they're all perfect. We're just, mm-hmm. you know, stumbling upon every day. Oh, I know. We all do that by trial and error, right? Because there's no education out there about how to be a great mom, except, you know, perhaps learning from our own moms. And that would be my first tip for you. Set a good example. Uh, financially, um, you know, USAA did a survey a few years ago, and uh, it frightened some people that most of our financial education that is passed along to kids is learned from their parents. And it's frightful because a lot of parents are not good money managers. So what we must know is that even if they don't ask us questions, even if they don't comment to us about money, uh, know that they are watching you and how you handle your money. You are their number one example. Wow. So how do you set a good example? Well, number one, you've got to live within your means, right? I mean, you know, none of us join the military to get rich. (laughs) (laughs) I think. (laughs) I'm pretty sure about that. (laughs) And so 
So, you know, we have X number of dollars, and, you know, as you get deeper and deeper into the military, you know, you end up getting a fatter and fatter paycheck, and so that's great, you know. So we have, you know, a little bit more uh, money to save, to spend, uh, to put toward goals that we have in life. And so living within your means means that you have to have a budget. Now, I see absolutely nothing wrong with a budget being shared with the entire family. Now, you know, you got a three and a six year old, well, you know, they're gonna like budget, budget, what is that? Give me my wee, you know? <laughs> but, but as they get a little bit older, I think that you can certainly share your budget and your family finances with your kids. I mean, you don't want them blabbing about it everywhere, but I think that if you keep it secret, then they don't know, they have no way of understanding what is affordable and what is not, and uh, so this will help them help them learn. So that would be my three things: set a great example, live within your means, do a budget, share with the kids when appropriate. Well, and I think you know, especially the share with the kids. You know, I I think like when I look at my childhood growing up, and no disrespect to my parents, you know, it was a different generation, and a lot of things were kept private from kids. Um, but it makes me think of this joke my sister and I always talk about, you know, when we were growing up, we obviously didn't have much, and it was a big treat for us to go to McDonald's or to go out for pizza. Sure. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we had a big family and, you know, single income. You know, my dad my dad worked, but my mom mm-hmm. stayed at home and worked, you know, taking care of the family, so there wasn't a lot of extra money. But the big joke between me and my sister would be, like, we weren't allowed to order drinks. Like, we weren't allowed to order a soda. Everybody got water. You know, yeah. you got the pizza and water, you got your hamburgers and water. And my sister and I would joke, and then when I went to college, I called my sister up, and I had this date, and he took me to this really nice restaurant, and it was in Chicago, and beautiful restaurant, and he's like, well, would you like wine? Would you like soda? I was stumped. I mean, I had <laughs> wine ever, you know, not even a soda or an orange juice. I just sat there and waited for my parents to decide, do we, you know, do we all get milk or do we all get water? And, um, but I didn't have the tools, and then I started reading the menu. I didn't know what any of the drinks were. I mean, it was very funny because I was only 17 at the time. But oh, well, you couldn't I, order wine then. Well, I couldn't order <laughs> wine anyway. But you know what I mean? I just, I hadn't, there was no practice for me for what to order. And, you know, and if you liken it to money, if you, if you don't have the practice of blowing your allowance on something you shouldn't have and wasting the yeah. whole amount on one big thing that breaks, right. You know, then you make those mistakes with your credit card when you're that's exactly. <laughs> make make the small mistakes while you're young. They will learn from that. Yeah. You know, if they have twenty dollars and you know forty dollars in allowance saved, and they they buy something impulsively, uh, that is going to be in a, in a lesson indelibly marked on their little brain. They're going to be like, "I'm not going to do that again," and that's a great lesson to learn. Well, and one of the things that I've noticed with in with the discussion of my kids and with my nieces and nephews is that their money has more value than my money. You know, my one brother does this great thing with his kids where he says, you know, a kid wants an electric guitar. He's like, great, the electric guitar is, you know, 100 bucks or whatever. And he's like, I'll pay 50 but you have to pay 50 yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, Dad, I don't know if I want this guitar so much because that's it's not really worth my 50 <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know? Funny how the story changes when they have isn't to uh, contribute, isn't it? 
Isn't it? Well, my mm-hmm. name is Sandra Beck, and I'm here on Military Mom Talk Radio with my co-host, Robin Boyd. We're talking about money today and how we teach our kids about money with June Walbert. She's a certified financial planner with USAA. She's also a lieutenant colonel and a single mom. We will be back after the break with more great, helpful information about money. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. There ain't no doubt. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com, covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. Military Moms, this is Robin Boyd, and I'm filling in today for Tina Gonzalez, and Sandra is our host of hosts, <laughs> <laughs> and we're here with June, and June, this has been the most wonderful show so far, talking about planning and getting our kids ready so that they have a great handle on money. I was just talking in the in the chat a little bit about one of the things, especially when I, my kids were little, is that we would do budgeting at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and it would be a matter of well, these are the things that we can choose from, and you 
can either pick so many numbers or we'll have to say what choices can we make this week. And part of it would be would be food planning, but also part of it would be understanding that we just can't have it all. It's all mm-hmm. there, but we can't have it all. Mm-hmm. And that just that budgeting concept wasn't necessarily based on money, but in a way it was the preface uh, the, the, uh, to understanding that we have to make some choices. That helped in our case anyway. Right. Yeah, you know, um, the grocery store can be one of the biggest biggest budget busters I see as I work with USAA members on their financial plans because, you know, you, you go hungry, you don't have your list, and uh, you forgot it at home, right? I'm famous for that, actually. I'm oh, trying to do too. better. And then you've got the kids with you, and they're, you know, they're working all sides of the cart, you know, trying to toss things in. So, you know, you have to be organized. You have to be organized to be a mom anyway, don't we? I mean, really. And, uh, and so say, kids, we've got this list, and that's not on the list. I'm sorry. We'll talk about putting it on the list next time. It is. It's well, and it's like, and when you don't make a list, like this is, you know, for and and June, you probably can relate to this, you know, as a single mom, you know, and a Boy Scout leader, and a company owner, and a radio show, and all these things that I do, all these hats that I wear every day, I run around like a chicken with my head cut off, and then sometimes I'll find myself with 45 minutes, the kids are stashed where they need to go, and I'll run into the grocery store, and then I'll try to do it from memory, and this is why I ended up with like seriously six large containers of Aunt Jemima maple syrup from Costco. I mean, we're going to be, no, you know, into the new millennium. Because <laughs> I'm always thinking, well, what am I running out of? And, you know, and I walk by some display and it looks so good and you're hungry. I'm like, ooh, we're going to yeah. have waffles tomorrow. And then, uh, you know, know. of course. You know, and then, of course, I don't have eggs. You know, know, I have a couple of other things to add in helping your kids learn to manage money. So we talked about, you know, giving them some allowance and then, you know, talking about how, uh, you know, what your expectations are for that allowance. They can, you know, they can save it. They can give it away, you know, to charitable organizations, churches, shelters, whatever. Uh, And then they can save up and buy things. And, And the most effective thing when the kids are little, little is to save up to buy things because, you know, then they really learn, oh, gosh, I don't even have half as much as I need in order to buy that particular thing. So, you know, we talk about saving and allowance. And then mom and dad ought to pay cash for purchases when they're out shopping with their kids. Let me tell you why. Because if you put your debit card or your credit card on the counter, um, you know, it's pretty cool in the kids' minds, right? You know, you put this plastic card out there, you, um, you get back a bag of stuff, and your plastic card again. It's like, whoa, that's like magic money, right? And they don't really necessarily make the connection that that you're actually spending money by sliding that plastic across the across the counter. That's true. Who could have that concept? I mean, it's yeah. a weird concept. Right. So then they see you shelling out those greenbacks, and they understand it better. And, you know, magically what else it does is it helps you to spend less because you're actually – shelling out those greenbacks instead of pulling out a plastic card. Well, and it's amazing you say that because, you know, we're on, you know, the Togi chat, which I would welcome anybody to check out our show on iTunes.com or go to Military Mom Talk Radio or go to toginet.com and you can watch the back-end system on the Togi chat, which is really fun. But Carrie, our producer at Texas, said, she's like, I think it's so weird when people pay with cash. And I agree. It's like, and I'm one of those people who's in line going, oh, crap, you're paying with a check that's going to slow me down or, oh, my God, you have cash? Who pays with cash, you know? Um yeah. And, you know, our segment producer here, Rick, is like, I love cash. I try mainly to pay in cash, which is why he's probably not grossly in debt. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And and they're also setting a good example for the kids, right? And so 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 let the kids watch you pay with cash, and then you know open a little bank account with them where they can learn how to write checks. Now checks are almost uh, you know totally two thousand and late, right? I mean we just don't even use checks very much anymore. But what that does for your kids is it allows them to learn how to balance a checkbook. You know that check is not going to be honored if that money is not in the account. And so that's that's a nice step in the right direction. And then once they have that down, and that may only take six months or something like that, you don't have to have a checkbook and balance it for years. Once you feel like they have a good grasp on that, then I would look at prepaid cards. Do you know what oh, those are? Yeah, those, yeah, I give them as gift cards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can get a prepaid card, and you can use it anywhere. It's not limited to a particular store, retail store, or anything yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like Amex has them everywhere around Christmas. Time. Right. And and actually, we have them. They're free of charge to to get, free of charge to you know add money or reload if you know if the if the money is running a little short on that particular card. So that's a very good thing. But here's what that does: it it, it helps them understand the uh, the convenience and the responsibility of plastic. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's say they have. on that card, and they go out and they buy some jeans that are $54, including tax. Is that uh, transaction going to be approved? No, because they don't have the money in the account. Mm. And so it helps them keep spending under control, know how much they have, and again, the value of a dollar. So somebody just said $54 jeans. (gasps) It was just an example. (laughs) <laughs> that was on the chat for it, so that's pretty funny. And but but you know it it helps them learn to manage their money. And you, as a parent, can track their spending. You can see if they're spending it at Starbucks, if they're spending it at you know at Gap or wherever they may be going. And so you understand where their money's going, and you can also recharge their card instantly with additional cash. So in the event they're on a Girl Scout trip, as an example, right? And there's, you know, gosh, there's an additional dinner out, and oh, we didn't know that was going to happen. And you find that out, you can put an extra twenty-five bucks on that card, so that's available. You know, when you go out to dinner that night, that helps them understand plastic because we don't want them to be eighteen, head out the door, and what's going to be in their mailbox waiting for them at the dorm? A credit card ad. That's true. Of course, these days with the new credit card legislation, they have to be 21 or employed in order to get a credit card, uh, employed with enough income that they can prove is uh, sufficient to pay that bill, Uh, or mom and dad have to co-sign. That's a really good piece of legislation because I could see, you know, myself at 17 going off to college and woo, look, I got a credit card and look at all my cute new clothes. Uh, and then I have no income, so it's left to dear old dad or what we call Bank of Bob you yeah, know, to pick up the tab. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was like, Bank of Bob. Yeah. 
Well, well, right. And and so, again, we want them to make their mistakes when they're young. So, you know, in terms of the, the 21-year-old, um, you know, requirement to get uh, a kid's own credit card, you know, I think that there's pluses and minuses with that because here's what we want. We want our kids to uh, grow up to be financially responsible and to, while they're in college, we hope they're going to build good credit, right? Mm-hmm. They, so a credit card is helpful in doing that because when they leave college, if they choose to go to college, you know, if they just, you know, decide to, to do something else altogether, they may want to buy a car so that they can go to work. Sure. They may need to rent an apartment. You know, they have a place to live. We don't want to move back with us, right? Those boomerang kids, there's a lot of them out there these days because they can't find jobs. But that, that too shall pass. Uh, so they need credit in order, a credit history in order to do those things. So, you know, every family and every person in that family is different. So I can't give a pat answer as to should you or should you not co-sign with your kid for a credit card, you know, as they're 18 and they're leaving the house. You know, maybe, maybe not, you know, because uh, it depends on how financially responsible they are. Because here's what you have to remember. If you co-sign with someone and they miss a payment, it's a ding on your credit, too. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So we don't want that. No, mama can't go down with the kids. No, that, you know, and people just don't realize that, you know, it's like, uh, well, they skipped a payment, they'll learn a lesson from that. Well, you will too. (laughs) Because because that skipped payment will be on your credit report also for seven years. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. Um, So we're getting close to show end uh, June, and I'd like to invite our listeners to come back in January. We would love to have uh, June back on to start us out with a great financial new year. But before we do, we've got a couple minutes left. I would love for you, you know, you gave us some, um, you know, great advice for, for, you know, kind of raising kids and how to teach them. What about advice for moms whose husbands are on deployment? or family members whose husbands are on deployment, uh, for those occasional moments of retail therapy, you know, when you're sad or you're lonely, <laughs> and boy, does a new purse or a pair of shoes, it kind of, you got to yeah. admit, girls, it will fill the bill if you don't have the man in your life near you, yeah. you know, it's a good substitute, a pair of shoes, well, you know, be honest, but yeah. what, <laughs> would yeah. you, what kind of advice would you give our moms out there today who might be a mm-hmm. single parent because of deployment? Right, yeah, and I know, I mean, there's a great void, and there's probably frustration, and, you know, and, and you're exhausted because, you know, you are now responsible for doing everything 100% of the time, 24-7. You know what, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with a little retail therapy, but there can't be unlimited retail therapy. And so this is where a, a spending plan, also known as a budget, I try to stay away from the B word, but, you know, a, a spending plan comes into play. Because when our active duty personnel are deployed between the tax-free pay and the, and the, um, and the hazardous duty pay and so on, we get about a 25% bump in pay. What are you going to do with that money? Are you going to buy purses and shoes with that money? Or 
Do you want to, you know, allocate maybe a little bit of that money toward that retail therapy for when we need it? Because we don't want to really feel deprived. Uh, and then use the rest of that bump and pay to better our financial situation, like paying off credit card debt, like... Hey, I'm sorry, i got to cut you off. We are out of time. This is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd at Military Mom Talk Radio. June, we'll have you back. You've got a lot of things to offer. Everybody have a great week. Have a good week.